Hello, sports fans. Welcome to the Coaching Matters podcast. This is Ross Cope, your host, and today we're going to talk sports. So I grew up as a sports fan in the 70s and 80s, and it was a, you know, as a young man, you got to focus on the sports. This was pre-internet. This was, you got your sports information from ESPN and the newspaper, right? It was a simpler time in the world of sports because the level of information we had is nothing in comparison to what we have today. Was it a better time? I don't know. But as a sports fan, it was definitely a simpler time. And I'm going to start today's podcast by talking about my naive understanding at the time of what a sports commissioner was. I actually believed at the time that the commissioner was this neutral third party that was there to work between the players and the owners of a sport. Now, if you're any type of sports fan at all, you know what I'm saying right now is absolutely ridiculous because a sports commissioner is an employee of the owners. His or her job, we don't have any female commissioners in the North American sports world right now. The role of the commissioner is to make money for the owners. That's their one single job. And anybody who tries to tell you anything else is not being genuine with you. So the commissioners in the major sports are not very popular because their decisions are, again, 100% based on making money for the league. And somebody who has ethics and morals, that's not where I come from for sports. So more often than not, I have been against owners' decisions. And I have really had a problem over the years with Roger Goodell. He is not my favorite guy. And a couple of things that have happened, you know, I can just say over the last decade have rubbed me really wrong with, of course, the number one being deflate gate, right? A much ado about nothing story where Tom Brady was accused of deflating footballs below the magical number of whatever pounds per square inch it was allowed to. And he got four games, a four-game suspension for this. It was an absolute farce. And I hated it because I am and was a Tom Brady and a New England Patriots fan. So I don't have very many positive things to say about Roger Goodell. Until now. A week and a half ago, we had Sue Robinson, who is an arbitrator for the National Football League, come down with a ruling on Deshaun Watson. And her ruling was a six-game suspension. And when it came out, I wanted to record this podcast immediately and scream and rant and just be this horrible sports guy, but I wasn't going to do it. Okay, I wanted to calm down and kind of see how things played out, especially after talking to my oldest son who said, look, you just need to calm down, figure out who you're angry and what you're angry about, and move on from there. And what I was really angry about is that every story I'd read about Deshaun Watson is this man legitimately has some problems. And what do I mean by problems? He has some problems with women. He has some issues. Over a span of 15 months, he threw groups, through Craigslist, through whatever you want to say, got 66 different massages from young women. Okay. He's a National Football League quarterback. He could have had the 
best physical therapy in the world giving him massages. But instead, he went out and found random women off the internet to give him a massage. And it got so bad with when all the stories came out that you heard that he would take his own towel with him that would magically fall off of him during the massage. And he, the worst part is the Houston Texans, his old employer, actually furnished him with a non-disclosure agreement that he would take to these masseuses to have them sign so they wouldn't be able to share their stories outside of what happened. Okay, I could go on and on, but just with those things, you know that there are some very, very messed up things going on in this young man's head. Okay, so the league was asking for basically an indefinite suspension with it at least being one year. And I was like, you know what? I like this. I like the fact that it was not written in stone, that it was indefinite. Because there's still stories coming out that are just absolutely atrocious. And the league wanted the ability to say if more things came out, they would have, be able to adjust the, the punishment. And I'm like, my God, Roger Goodell is actually doing it right. And then the six-game suspension came out. Knowing that Tom Brady got suspended for four games for deflating the football and Deshaun Watson got six games for molesting all these women with his antics, it just absolutely hit me wrong, okay? Now, I needed somebody to be angry with, and I still feel like I need somebody to be angry with, but I think I've nailed it down in why I'm angry and who I'm angry with, okay? And it took a little bit of soul-searching and reading a bunch of articles, and it really hit me the day after this came out when Deshaun Watson took the field at the Cleveland Browns practice facility, he was cheered by a bunch of Cleveland Browns fans. And it hit me at that point that the problem is not with what the league did. The problem is that a team and a fan base of this team signed Deshaun Watson to the largest contract, guaranteed contract in the history of the NFL. They knew what they were getting when they signed Deshaun Watson, and they didn't care. As a matter of fact, they knew that the league was going to impose all of this uh, punishment on him, and his first year pay is $1 million. And then after that, there's four years at $46 million guaranteed. So the league or the Browns knew, they knew that they were signing a guy who was going to get suspended for the league. And when they heard six games, they had to be doing cartwheels. And the Cleveland Brown fans who are cheering this guy coming onto their quarterback really, really shows that there is no moral compass in professional sports anymore because this was just flat out disgusting. Okay. If these guys who cheered him had a daughter, I can't imagine that they would be happy if they were to be um, used like Deshaun Watson used these young ladies. Okay. Now I take it a step further and I go, not just the Cleveland Browns and their fan bases, because there were 10 different teams trying to sign Deshaun Watson. 10 different teams who obviously have nothing in, in regards to ethics and morals and how they run an organization. So was I angry at Sue Robinson? Kind of. I'll come back to that in a second. But I was really just angry with how everything 
played out with him with teams and organizations and fan bases knowing that he is a bad dude and not caring because the only thing they cared about at the end was his ability to be a great quarterback in the NFL. Okay. This is going to be the first kind of diversion I take in this conversation because when I was growing up, the number one sport in the United States or North America, even by far was baseball. Baseball had a monopoly on our attention and everything else. Okay. For a little bit in the eighties, the NBA came close to taking that over with magic and Larry, but they didn't baseball was still King. And until baseball struck had strikes, had their lockouts, they blew it. Okay. And there's a gentleman who I read. He doesn't write about sports anymore, but he was my favorite NFL writer. His name is Greg Easterbrook. Greg, G R E G G Easterbrook. And he talked about the NFL all the time because NFL is now king, but there's nothing saying that the NFL has to remain king. Baseball thought they were going to be the cat's meow, king shit for the longest time, and they weren't. Now they're third in the pecking order of North American sports. And if they're not careful, they're going to fall even farther. But that's a story for a different podcast. So NFL has to be careful because if they allow stuff like this to happen, they are in jeopardy of losing their spot as number one in our hearts, in our minds, and our wallets. Okay, The NFL dominates. The main sporting event in the United States in the, every year now is the Super Bowl. Period. End of conversation. The NFL dominates. It dominates contracts. It dominates TV. It dominates clicks. Everything NFL is king. So the NFL has to be careful. And this is where Roger Goodell actually jumps back into the conversation. Because Roger Goodell, you could tell, was pissed that Deshaun Watson only got six games. Okay, He knew that was bad. Not because of his moral compass, but because he knew that Deshaun Watson was going to be the story over and over and over. How could a guy who did what he did only get suspended six games? So Roger Goodell did something I didn't think he had in him. He came out and he appealed Sue Robinson's decision, which is absolutely 100% permissible in the collective bargaining agreement the NFL has with the NFL Players Association. Okay, it's rigged. It's 100% rigged because now the person who gets to decide the appeal is appointed by Roger Goodell. Do I find this absolutely disgusting? Yes. But since I like it in this case, I'm not going to complain about that at all. Okay, just know that the person who is now deciding the fate of Deshaun Watson has been assigned by Roger Goodell. Do I think it's rigged? Heck yes. Does any reasonable person think this is rigged? Yes. In this case, does it need to be rigged? Absolutely, positively, yes. What Deshaun Watson did was disgusting. Or, in the words of Sue Robinson, it was egregious and it was a predatory behavior by this man. Okay? It was egregious and it was predatory behavior. Now, the reason that Roger Goodell is going to be able to get away with what he's doing is he says that he's looking at four cases individually, not 26 cases, not 24 civil cases all wrapped up into one. He is looking at four different individual cases. 
just like if you were doing something illegal, if you were taking drugs, if you were gambling, if you were doing any of these things, if you did three different things, those would be three different offenses and three different suspensions. So he's focusing in on four different events and saying, we think this needs to be at least one year. It needs to be open and it needs to be something that we can continue investigating. So Roger Goodell, good on you. So I mentioned this earlier that Sue Robinson was kind of stuck in the middle of what she could do here. Okay. And this is a problem with a lot of um, leagues, collective bargaining agreements, right? They put these things together and there's limitations. The NHL has the worst one where a player can come out and do something that injures another player on the ice. That's just dirty as hell. And due to the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, they have limits on what they can fine or suspend the player for. So a player could cross-check a guy upside the head, knee him in the groin, do anything you want. And the most that the league can suspend him is like $5,000, which for a guy making $13,000, $13 million a year, that's like you or I being fined $7. It just doesn't make a dent at all. Okay. So collective bargaining agreements are flawed in nature, but the loophole that the NFL has, again, this time I'm going to say, go for it. Roger Goodell, you're doing the right thing for the league, which just so happens to this case be the right thing. Do I want Deshaun Watson to be penalized? Hell yes, I do. Do I want the Cleveland Browns to be absolutely decimated by this for having absolutely no morals or ethics? Hell yes, I want to. What they have done is something that no professional team should ever do. When you've got somebody like Deshaun Watson who did what he did over and over and over again. And your response is, well, you know what? He's a good quarterback, so we're just going to ignore all of that. Then you get exactly what you deserve. And what you deserve right now is a year of Jacoby Brissett being your quarterback. Because not only did the Cleveland Browns make this horrible choice, they had a franchise quarterback. And you can say whether um, Baker Mayfield is ever going to lead you to the Super Bowl but that man gave his absolute heart and soul for Cleveland. He played most of last year with an injury that if any of us had, we wouldn't be able to get off the couch. And he was out there doing it out every single week, week in and week out, trying to get Cleveland back to the playoffs. And how do they reward him at the end of this? They let him go. They trade him for nothing down to Carolina, and they just they signed Deshaun Watson. Shame on you, Cleveland. You're going to get every single negative piece of karma that you could possibly ever imagine. And they should get absolutely screwed by this this year and going into next year. And the only thing that would be great here is if Deshaun Watson never gets paid $1 of his contract, yet the Cleveland Browns have to carry it on their books into eternity. That's it. That's the episode of the Coaching Matters podcast. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.